0: Hello, and thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church of DeRitter, Louisiana, recorded on Christmas Eve, 2018. Our first scripture lesson is from Luke, the second chapter, verses 1 through 20. We will also have a reading from Titus, the second chapter, verses 11 through 14, and Isaiah, the ninth chapter, verses 2 through 7. We hope and pray you are having a Merry Christmas and that you will have a Happy New Year. Titus, chapter 3, verses 4 through 7. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, He saved us, not because of any works of righteousness that we had done, but according to His mercy, through the water of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. The Spirit He poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that, having been justified by His grace, we might become hearers according to the hope of eternal life.
2: Isaiah, chapter 9, verses 2 through 7. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, You have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us as a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. will accomplish
0: this. Tonight, I come before you with a question. Actually, as you look at the front of your worship guide, three questions. Where did it go? How did we miss it? And how do we get it back? And those questions all relate to the same subject. And that is the mystery... (gasps) And the wonder and the awe of Christmas. I've learned a lot about Christmas the last four years. As Anna Catherine has grown from stage to stage. And I've had a lot of fun this year. Because I've been able to coach Anna up that Santa Claus loves her mother's cookies and her mother's snickerdoodles. And Anna's been asking mama about that. I, I don't know why the Lord led me to say that to my daughter, but she did. But he did. But you look at this, and how much of Christmas have we allowed to be hijacked? How much time have we spent this month worrying about travel details? How much time this month have we spent... Figuring out family politics. I heard a snicker or two here or there. How much of this month have we spent trying to figure out who's going to bring what for food this year? How much of this month have we spent making sure that we got the right present for the right child at the right time? How much of this month have we spent prayerfully meditating upon the fact that God and His infinite love sent His only Son, Jesus, to die so that we might have eternal life. How much have we spent time reflecting on the Word, as Ted said, the Word becoming flesh? How much time have we spent with the Christ child? How much time this month have we spent reflecting upon our own need for divine grace and mercy? How much time have we spent this month worrying about two ends of Pennsylvania Avenue that want nothing to do with each other? And how much time have we spent worrying about the Christ child in the manger and glorying at the fact that no matter how much we screw up, That baby was born for us today. How much time have we spent this month reflecting not only on our need for divine grace and forgiveness, but reflecting upon the grace of forgiveness that we are called to give others. Because we know that we are the ones that are most in need of grace. Where did these, where did this go? Where did the fact that we could stare into the Christ candle and go, my goodness, is there a bigger expression of love known to man? How much time have we spent with Jesus and the manger? I was reminded of this a couple of years ago when I was back up north visiting my parents. And I went out for an evening with two of my good friends from high school, uh, CJ and Jonathan. A third friend of ours, Kieran, couldn't be there. I hadn't seen CJ or John in years. But as it is when high school classmates to get together, there's a lot of stories being told, a lot of lies being, I mean, a lot of misremembrances being spread. I'm glad they're 1,200 miles away, so y'all will never hear those stories, but the fun thing was, as we sat there and we visited that night, we would tell a familiar story or what we remembered as a familiar story, and then one of the other ones would say, well, here's what you didn't know about that. Y'all ever had that experience where you sit down and you visit with someone and you think you remember a story? And someone else who was there remembers it a different way. And you look at it and you go, oh. Or you sit there and you realize that you've had interactions with each other over the years. But you haven't had interactions with the three of you. So there are stories that you get to tell each other. Kieran was on on texting with us in the middle of all that. And she was quite jealous. She wasn't there to set us straight. Typical. That's who she was. But I think in that evening, I learned something about Christmas Eve. And I learned something about the Christian faith. And that is, I think, the reason we have lost the marvel of Christmas. And we have turned this into a season of how much more can we do? Is because we don't tell the stories to each other. We don't tell the familiar stories that were read by Aaron and by Ashley and by Van. We don't take the time to remind each other that a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulder and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Let me ask you and I don't want to show our hands. How much time have you spent this month meditating on that reality? How about the letter to Titus? Where the goodness and loving kindness of our Savior appeared, and we were saved not by, because of any works of righteousness that we had done, but according to his mercy. What was the last time this month that we spent some serious time with our children, our grandchildren, our parents, and others talking about the angel with the multitude multitude of the heavenly hosts saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. Where did it go? Much like high school friends who have to catch each other up because the stories haven't been kept current. I think that our mystery and our wonder of Christmas has disappeared because we don't take the time to tell the story. After all, this is a word the prophet Isaiah gave hundreds of years before the birth of Christ. And theirs was an oral tradition. And it was passed down and the promise came true. Far more, I think, right now than even the message, although the message is crucial, but the reality that these promises were shared for generations is an opportunity you and I have tonight to redouble our efforts to tell each other the story, to tell each other that we have a God who loves us so much That he sent a sign to, as in the great words of the Christmas hymn, the thrill of hope, a weary world rejoices. How many of us are tired tonight? Physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, psychologically. How many of us are hurting tonight? Physically, mentally, emotionally, psychologically. How many of us, it was just a chore to get out of bed this morning because we're so beat down. Tonight is a night of celebration and not just because the UPS man came before you had to go to church but tonight's a night of celebration because brothers and sisters we know that no matter what is going on in life tonight is the tangible expression of God's love in Jesus Christ what would happen to our lives what would happen to our community what would happen to our world if we allowed ourselves to embrace that story and to live it out. I'm not saying the problems of the world won't disappear. I'm not preaching Pollyanna. But what I am saying is there's so much that we could focus on that drains us and drains others. Or we could be inspired tonight. We can have a thrill of hope because the Christ child is with us. One thing I've learned in the year or so since I had an evening out with my friends is I can't wait 25 more years to go out and have a good time with them and to go down memory lane and to learn about their stories. My friends, you and I cannot afford to go another year from Christmas Eve to Christmas Eve not thinking about these stories, not telling these stories to ourselves and to others. Because there's always the next generation watching us. And if you think that's not true, I'll never forget. It was at my last appointment in Madisonville. Our children's director, a wonderful man and an old friend of mine named Jeff Hogg, was telling the story one day about he was playing telephone with his youngest with his son Silas, and they were talking on the phone. And Jeff said, "All right, Silas, it's time to say goodbye." And Jeff is my age. We graduated from college. We were scheduled to graduate from college at the same time. And so when Jeff went to hang up the phone, he did that. But when his three-year-old son went to hang up the phone, his three-year-old son did that. Think about that for a minute. Jeff went to hang up the phone like this, but his son went to hang up the phone like that. Silas had never seen Jeff hang up the phone like that, but he had seen Jeff hang up the phone like that. What are your children seeing from you tonight? What are your children seeing from you in December? And this goes for children of all ages. You could be 90 and your children 70, and I promise you your children are still watching you. Don't ever, ever, ever underestimate the ability you have to influence your friends, your neighbors, and everyone else. So please, let's make sure that we don't lose the story. Let's make sure we don't lose the awe and wonder of knowing that no matter what is going on in life, we have proof that God is for us because Jesus Christ came to be with us. Let's not be like high school friends who just drift apart, but let's make sure that the story stays alive because the day that we quit telling the story is the day that it is forgotten. And I don't know about you, but I don't know anyone who doesn't need to hear again this story. The people who have walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shone. My friends, let you and I be the light of Christ in the world today. Let's tell the story. Let's make sure that next year when we gather, we're not asking where did it go we're not asking, how did we miss it? We're not asking how we get it back. Because the story of the Christ child is a living part of our narrative every day, every week, every month, and every year. Again, thank you so much for listening to this podcast in First United Methodist Church of DeRigger, Louisiana. You may find out more about our ministries at fumcderigger.org or on our Facebook page. Facebook.com slash F-U-N-C-D-R. Thank you and God bless.